Welcome to the 6am Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6am Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6amrun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the 6am Run Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Paisan. Always a pleasure to have you listening to the show, being a part of the show. Remember to, as always, like, subscribe, and share this show with your friends. As always, this show is brought to you by 6am Run and 6amrun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. So, have a good show for you today have Calvin Tedesco, who is in the fitness space, personal development, coaching, all that good stuff. I'm going to leave that up to him. Calvin, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go and introduce yourself for our audience? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on here, Mark. Yeah, my name is Calvin Tedesco. I'm a personal trainer and online coach. Uh, Right now, I'm living in Chilliwack, BC. And uh, I started my fitness journey in a juvenile detention center when I was 15 years old, you know, when I was growing up, my both my parents were addicts. My brother was killed when I was 11. It looked like I was going down that same kind of bad path. And uh, when I went to juvenile detention, I learned about exercise. And so uh, I became very passionate about it. And I used that to propel my life forward in a positive way, just by focusing on that that one positive thing. It completely changed my life, and it's the reason why I'm here as a coach today. And I, first of all, I thank you for for letting us into that space, and and I'm sorry about you know the loss of your your brother and, and growing up in a household. But I I do like having these conversations because one of the words you mentioned was focus, and I think people that were in your shoes. It's not that they lack focus. A lot of times they just lack focus on the positives. And but at the same time, like if you don't mind, like growing up the way you grew up, did you, was that just normal for you? Did just did you feel that was what your life needed to be to go down that path? Yeah, it's it's totally normalized. It, it's all normalized. Like violence, drugs, all that stuff is just normal. And when you were in, and when you were in juvie, was there one person? particular that kind of moved you to that fitness or was it something that you did on your own yeah man it was uh, just a culmination of factors i mean my first friend that i had in there he um he would motivate me to work out like he, you know i didn't really want to i was kind of shy i'd be kind of trying to sit on the sidelines and look cool and um but he would always be like come get these bench presses with me or come do this workout with me and i Secretly, I liked it and I wanted to do it, but it just took a while before I got comfortable enough to, to keep going with it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of funny because, you know, so many people talk about how they're almost embarrassed or scared to go to the gym for the first time. And it just takes a, a couple of outings. It takes just a couple of times to go in there. So was there, can you remember if there was like a specific moment where you like, you, you woke up or you, that day you're like, okay, I actually do 
want to hit the gym or do want to work out today? Or was it something that just kind of gradually happened? Yeah, it, it was kind of gradually happening. But I do remember like a very specific morning waking up and just being like, when do we get to go to fitness? Because the, the program was called fitness. And so we'd have different programs on the schedule. And I was just like, if we get to go to fitness today, that's when we get gym time. So yeah, I was, I just remember waking up just like pumped up, just ready to go. Yeah. And where, where was your, was your favorite to start off? Was it bench press? Or you like something else when you started there? Yeah, man. Uh, yo, honestly, I, I had a cool, like overall experience because, um, you know, I'd work out with other kids and, um, everybody was way stronger than me. And so, um, it was kind of like discouraging. They're trying to push their weights and you can only do a few reps and not knowing anything about resting between sets or how many reps to do or what. I didn't know nothing. And so one day I was just sick and tired of being like discouraged, not being able to lift their weight. So I just went off in the back of the gym and just, I lifted like the smallest weight on the cable stack and I just curled it a bunch of times until my arm just went numb. I couldn't do it anymore. And I switched arms, do the other side. But like just by doing stuff like that, just going through the motions, I started to build it up. But um, I, I don't know if I ever had like, at that time, one exercise that I liked more than others, but I would do everything, man. Cause we used to go to the track as well. And um, I started running the track too. And um, that really helped me get rid of a lot of other bad habits. Cause you know, be like drinking and smoking and living a negative lifestyle, but in, in the jail system, you don't have that. And I ran so many laps around that track. I never wanted to smoke again. <laughs> I was just killed myself on that track, man. Right. And I tell you what, that that is the uh, the importance of getting some cardio in there too. Uh, don't just don't just do the weights. Get a little cardio in there too. That's so right. um, all of it. it. Yeah. So kind of backtrack a little bit. So you you kind of talked a little bit about the the lifestyle you grew up in, and that you you know you you had grief and you lost your brother when you were younger. Was this a way that you not only transform physically, but you were able to move mentally, socially, kind of emotionally out of that, you know, scared place, that fearful place, that place where you thought you had no other out than a career in crime and kind of mentally move to say, wait, Calvin, I'm, I'm, I can do so much more. Was that kind of a place that you were able to do that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, one of the main things I noticed was that working out made me feel better. And um, I, I didn't really start for the same reasons that a lot of people would start. Today, you run into people that they want to get in shape to go on a trip or, you know, they just want to lose 20 pounds for whatever reason or they want to look attractive for people or whatever. I started because I wanted to be able to defend myself in a hostile environment. I didn't really want to get bigger or anything like that. I didn't want to look crazy. I was trying to be crazy. I really wanted to be stronger so I could protect myself. But what I started to realize was that this makes me feel better. Like, not just about myself or anything like that, just it makes me feel better. And I think it has something to do with, like when I learned later when I was studying kinesiology, this stuff of, um, this exercise actually has benefits to your brain directly, which tripped me out because I didn't really know that, but I was figuring it out kind of on my own. It was making me feel better emotionally, curing symptoms of anxiety and depression, stuff that I struggle with all my life. And I, I I appreciate you going through that because I think that's a a part that a lot of people fail to notice or 
um, they don't think they're going to have that change when they start working out. But, you know, you got to a point, of course, obviously that you, you got out, you were, you got out of juvie, you were released. What made you stay on this path? What kept you motivated? What kept you disciplined so you can continue with this lifestyle? And let's be honest, not go back, not, you know, regress back to the person you were. Man, that's a good question because, um, I had to go back to jail a second time because when I got out the first time, I was keeping up with my routine for the most part, maybe for a couple of months. And then I slowly started to fall back off track because I'm in the same social environment, uh, same living environment. And just slowly over time, it just went back into my old, old kind of ways. But I never forgot about how well I did in that detention center. So when the opportunity came up for me to do another crime, which in this case, my friends are going to do a robbery, I kind of just put two and two together in my mind. Like, well, if I go to do this robbery and I get a little bit of money, I can, you know, support myself, don't have to burden my family or whatever. You know, that's a win. And then if I get caught doing the robbery, I go to jail and I go back to that place where I was doing so good. And if I don't do anything at all, nothing changes. And I can't have that. I had to do something. I was just kind of like back against the wall, you know? So I went for it. I did the, I participated in the robbery, which ended in a high speed chase. I got chased by a police dog, bit, chomped up, took to the hospital and then um, sent to jail. I pleaded guilty. I took a plea bargain, pleaded guilty, and then got sentenced to a year in jail. And that year changed my life. Because <clears throat> what happened there was um, I actually got sentenced and I got ended up maybe a few months into my sentence i went up north to another uh facility and so i met some new people some new um i guess corrections officers and teachers and stuff and because i was always pushing myself so hard in school and working out people noticed that and so this teacher was like hey i think you do really good in this in this program she introduced me to a program on the outs in that city called the taps program it's like an alternate school with a really good fitness program. And once I seen that, man, I was sold because they were trying to make my release plans for Prince George, which is which is that other city, hundreds of miles away from my home, by the way. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to go back home. Man. I'm not from here. But once I seen that program, I was like, okay, let me backtrack. What did you guys say I could do here again? You said you, could, <laughs> you, said you had a place for me to go and I could go to the school. Like, how do I make this happen? So I, I took that offer, man. And that, I, I love hearing that because, you know, you had you had people around you that were helping you, like a, a person who had, you know, not been in jail just once or, or in detention once, but twice. And, and it would have been easier for the world to write you off. And I think it happens way too many times where how old were you when this happened, by the way? Man, like this whole span of time was like 15, 16, 17 years so, old. So you are in the I I mean, you are essentially you're a child like people don't want to call. I mean, you're. People want to say you, you're old enough to know what you're doing, but at the same time, like you're still growing, you're still maturing. You don't know anything about the world at that time. You think you do, but I know, I know at 16, I thought I knew everything about the world, about love, about relate everything. But I, looking back, I knew nothing. But um, but you had. I'm so glad to hear that someone actually put some time into you and thought about, hey, we can we can salvage his future. He has a lot of positive years ahead of him. We can we can do something about this, and I think it, it it's a good 
reminder that we need to make sure that we're helping those that that need our help. I mean, let's be honest, it's help those that need. And, and now you've kind of flipped that around. Like you're now the one helping others. So kind of talk about why you got into the training space, why you got into the fitness space to help others with their fitness journeys. Oh man, like it was just a natural progression. I didn't even really realize I was going in that direction. But like I said, when I started going to that school, I, I really excelled there and I didn't like going home. So I was all about school. I, I couldn't wait to go. So I was killing it in the fitness programs and everything like that. And uh, all the programs graduated as a valedictorian. And then I started going to a school for kinesiology because I found out that you could get um, funding because I'm now I'm considered an at-risk youth and I'm in care of the ministry. There's funding for those youth. And um, I wasn't able to get that before. That's why jail really changed my life in that regard, because it it made me available or uh, applicable to get those types of funding. So now I was going to school for kinesiology and I'm surrounded just by teachers, mentors, like people that are pushing me in that direction. And once you get finished that diploma program, you get certified or you can apply to go do an extra small course and get certified as a trainer. So that was my that was my goal. And even during that time, I was um, I would stay after my workouts because my my classroom was right next to the gym at the college. And so I could actually go work out like after class or before class or whenever, which I did all the time. And after my workouts, I would stay and help people. And I wasn't even thinking about teaching or coaching. I was just so excited about what I was learning. I just couldn't wait to um, share that with people. So I, was, I always tell people I was personal training before I even was getting paid for it. And then slowly over time, before I was certified, I would accept small amounts of cash, like $20 here, $20 there to like train somebody. And then uh, it just improved over time. And also during that time as well, I was competing as an athlete. So I took up boxing and I was competing in, in boxing, which required like intense regimen of fitness. And so I was writing my own programs for that. For getting in shape for boxing along with my um, boxing coach as well so and, and again i want to i want to go back to that that focus part because it seems like what what i'm hearing is that you you were you were born or at least at an early age had a, a high work rate like you had a high work ethic and you probably were born with a a high amount of empathy too because you you it was hard for you to tell people no it's hard for you to you know live within boundaries and and you know because of your circumstance like I'm, I'm not here to judge anyone but all you needed was that 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 just adjustment and focus and now there's education involved and now there's helping others involved and now there's fitness involved and it just seems like however you get to the end result like sometimes it doesn't sometimes it's so zigzagged sometimes like it's never a straight line but I'm, I'm glad that you're you're in this space because a lot of the stuff you do in according to your website and I'll give the um, the link to that in the show notes but a lot of the stuff you do is is helping people find find their why helping people find the root because you've talked about already why people some people get in shape for that vacation to look good just to draw you know social pressure whatever it is but when you talk to people how important is it for someone to find their why either before or, or during their fitness journey? Oh, man, like, I feel like 
it's a lifelong process because what, what I really want people to understand is that just like I learned early on was that fitness is, is a positive coping strategy. And so even beyond having like a, a big major purpose, a lot of times people are falling victim to these negative habits just because they want to feel better. And so they turn to the food or they turn to the drinking or they turn to the drugs. And I grew up around it. Like I've seen people grieving in negative ways. They turn to the drugs and um, it got really bad like that. It cost a lot of people their lives. But what I'm showing people how to do, which almost sounds crazy because nobody thinks about that. Like when you go through a breakup, people are like, oh, it's okay, bro. Have this drink. Nobody's like, yo, come to the gym with me. You know what I mean? Or like your brother died, you know, have, you can smoke this weed. It'll make you feel better. It's like, no, <laughs> go for a run or something. You know what I mean? Like we should go do something together, um, physical to, to burn off that energy. Or, you know, why don't we think about trying to, as a, as a form of grieving, like dedicate a positive lifestyle to them. Don't, don't damage our lives to show that you're you're hurt because they're gone you know now now that's two lives gone or multiple lives gone because we're all going down together you know i what you just said is 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 extremely insightful and i think more people need to understand it because there i mean let's be honest there's a grieving process like you 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 of all people know it like you have lost a sibling like you of all people know this um and, you know, when you were talking, the first thing that came to mind was there was a Instagram reel probably about a year ago where a fitness coach or trainer was like telling men a reason to go to the gym should not be because your girlfriend broke up with you. Like you should go. <laughs> and I was like, and I had to say this response you just had as a response. I'm like, why? Like, tell me why not? Like, are one, yeah, why not? Why, why not? <laughs> like, are we one, are men not allowed to have feelings of being hurt? And then two, why can't they go and grieve in a positive way? But you said something so insightful about losing another life. Like, because we're grieving, you know, the person that left us, whatever reason it was, doesn't want us to go down that road. Like they want us to continually be better versions of ourselves. And I, I believe that's what you're you're trying to help people to do. So someone listening to this says, okay, I've, I've heard enough. Calvin's got me. Like I, I want to be a better version of myself, physically, mentally, socially, whatever it is. But for someone wanting to start that fitness journey, what are just some tips you can give them, whether they have access to a gym or not, whether they have access to a track, whether they've ever been on a run in their life, whether they just, you know, they're like, I need to get my nutrition right. But what are just some some basic tips you can give someone that wants to start that fitness journey now? Oh, man, the best thing is to get started because it's a snowball effect. And so, man, my favorite piece of workout equipment is the outside the sidewalk. <laughs> I, like this is what I used to do all throughout when I was training for boxing. This is early on in my workout, fitness kind of career, whatever you want to call it. My my coach Betty Clark said, "Hey, the competitors, the competitive boxers run six days a week," and so that meant that I need to run six days a week because regardless if I'm gonna compete, I really want to be on their level. Anyways, I did end up competing, but I would get up and run six days a week. So thirty minutes, wake up, get outside. And do that run. And no matter how busy I was, how many classes I had, jobs, whatever, whatever things I had to do, 
every morning. If I had to get up extra early to do it, I'd get up extra early to do it. 30 minutes. And um, that's the best piece of workout equipment because it's right there. And whether it's walking, running, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of going up and down hills or sets of stairs or whatever. It's just a lot of people when they're starting out, man, they might be dealing with like bad knees or ankles or hips. And they might just have to start out with walking and do some kind of stretching or something along those lines before they get into, uh, you know, hitting the gym and hitting the weights and stuff. But if people can, they should they should try to experience as much as they can. But I always say if you start with the walk, it will get you in a more positive mindset. Once you get in a more positive mindset, you're going to want to keep doing this stuff. You, you might have the courage to go join a gym or go with one of your friends that's already going to the gym because they're more than happy to help you. And um, learn a few of the basic exercises. And the basics is the key. It, anytime people try to overcomplicate, I mean, it just leaves it just leads to more reasons to not do it or procrastinate or whatever. Focus on the basics. I I love that, and I think walking is one of the most underrated exercises. And and it doesn't like when you you're absolutely right. When you're starting out, it doesn't have to be a brisk walk. It doesn't have to be something that you're winded, but it just the movement does something to your body. Just the movement, the out, the outside air, the sunshine, like the changing of the leaves. With you know, it's it's fall here now, and and it just the 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 hormone levels the cortisone all that stuff kind of just changes in you and you become happier and you're like man i kind of want to do this more and i kind of want to do this tomorrow yeah. you start looking forward to waking up in the morning you look forward to going to sleep at night um so i oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that so now a person says okay I'll, I'll take you up on that and they started walking they feel good they're like oh okay so let me let me try some of the weights and, and you mentioned just some basic stuff and you're absolutely right. If you're on any kind of social media, if someone is selling you these complex exercises, keep going. Oh like, yeah. Keep, keep going. There's some basics that you should learn, but kind of go over some of those things. We kind of talked about, you know, the bench press. I know a lot of people stay away from it and I don't mind you people staying yeah. away from it, but what are just some basic things <laughs> that people can start to do when they go to the gym for the first time? Man, I mean, like, it really depends on the person. But if they're in a gym, like a fully equipped gym, and they and let's say they have no workout, no workout experience or nothing, the safest option is to get on, like, um, some of the machines. A lot of them will just have a diagram. It'll just tell you exactly what to do. There's even outdoor workout parks. I don't know if you have them where you're at, but where I'm at, there's outdoor workout parks that have little pieces of equipment. I mean, they're not always the, they're not always going to have the most resistance, mm -hmm. but just something to get moving. But I would I would rather go to a gym where you can load plates or add weight to your um, machines because that's where you're gonna get most of the progress once you're past the beginner stages is by adding weight, adding reps, stuff like that. You need some adjustable. But yeah, a lot of the machines have like diagrams. It'll tell you exactly what to do. It's pretty easy to figure out. Um, but anything like you have to do some kind of push, some kind of pull, some kind of squat, some kind of hinge, and like that's the basics, man. You can push, pull uh forward backwards or you can go overhead and that, that's pretty much it some kind of ab work i mean i love ab work because you can do abs at home on the floor so it's just um whatever someone can do i'm, I'm so glad you mentioned the machines because people they <laughs> they always forget about the machines and they always forget yeah. about how they try to make them foolproof i know a lot of them aren't but um they 
there's plenty of them there and you're absolutely right about the pull push and the hinge and the the core work and, and the squats so and i yeah. I, I think for, like like go ahead. personally like i don't even really like using machines that much like i rather use free weights and i teach all my clients free weights um, i teach them how to do all the basic lifts you know moving their body through space either with calisthenics or, or using free weights but i'm just saying like for a beginner that has no idea what they're doing like that might be the safer option because you could hurt yourself using a barbell or dumbbell incorrectly. Machines a little bit harder to hurt yourself. Yeah, um, I, I will say this about machines too. It's it's there's no um, there's no like changing a lot of them. There's no like changing angles or changing the muscles that you use. A lot of them are specific for a core set of muscles. So I I, I agree with you. Like once you get comfortable in that gym and once you get comfortable with the machines and you know people start noticing that you're there every day and you start befriending people like move on to to other free weights because that's going to get you the more that's, that's going to help you work other muscle sets because the machines are, are just rigid machines that you push pull and and all that good stuff but i appreciate you mentioning that so now um you know a person is 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 they're, they've done the walking. They they started to follow your, you know, what you just told them. And they said, you know what? I want to be pushed. I want someone to push my limits. And and they decide that hey, I might need a fitness coach. No, not that I might. I want a fitness coach. You know, when they're looking to find someone that's going to coach them in whether it's cardio, fitness, whatever it, whatever they want to coach for. What are just some things people need to look for when they talk to that coach the first time, when they you know look online? What are some things that maybe you offer that would bring some say, you know what, that person's probably the right person for me? Or does it take a few coaching sessions for someone really to know that? And that's a really good question. I'm not sure what the best option would be, but I think part of it has to do with how well you connect with the coach. Because when it comes to like coaching and teaching or, or being being coached or whatever, you got to have a good relationship with the person. And I think a lot of people don't consider that because communication and coaching is everything. So even if I had the most the best, most scientific plan to get you in the best shape, you know, if I can't get you to follow it or if, I, if you don't feel open and honest enough to like tell me when you're not able to follow it, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people will just quit. Instead of being like, no, I messed up this day. And uh, and I might know if they told me that they messed up that I had to change something. But they might think it was like, you know, they might take it. Oh, I, I just can't do this. And they'll just quit. Whereas I might have a solution. Because <laughs> I understand that like, yo, when people start, they're going to fall off track so many times. They're going to have so many difficulties come up. And I'm expecting that. And I think they're not. So as soon as I sign up a new person, I'm like... Hey, get prepared, man, because we're trying to put these habits in place. But trust me, you're going to get tested and it's coming. I try to explain that to them right off the hop because they they start out real motivated. And um, that motivation, who knows when it's going to dwindle, but it's going to dwindle. And you're going to have that day when you don't feel like it. <laughs> I, then what do we do? I, I love that. You I absolutely I mean? love that because yeah. you're kind of like me where whenever, whether it's, you know, training somebody or even at work with leadership, like my first thing when I tell people is like, you're, 
you're one, you're going to feel like quitting Two, you're going to fail. Like it's going to happen. Like that is part of this. Pro- Let's not pretend like it's not part of this process. Like not everyone you see that's doing what they're doing. Not everyone had that perfect fitness program that they never felt bad or they never, you know, didn't reach a goal. So, so let's just get that out of the way right now. But what do you personally do those days, maybe in in the past, maybe now, I don't know, but what do you personally do those days that I'm sure you've had those days where you're like, I'm not good enough. I want to quit. This is dumb. Why did I even start this? Or those days you don't feel like doing anymore. Like what keeps you in the game? Like what keeps you strong enough to move past that and keep going? Oh, man. You mean for me personally? Yes, for you personally. Oh, yeah. I'm all about habits, man. I got the habits. So I just persevere because like I said, man, I've been struggling with my mental health my whole life. So I know it's coming. And then um, over time, you kind of get better at being a little bit more aware when you're in that space that you're just in that space. And you stop identifying with that person, that version of you. You start identifying with that higher version of self where when you were on the on your way to the gym or when you just finished that workout and you're feeling fired up, everything just made sense. You could see how it was all going to work out. Like, that's you. Not the version of you that's like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like, it. you know, like, that's not you. <laughs> don't identify as that person. You're just in a, in a state. And so I just try to remember that. Okay, I'm just in a, I'm just having a moment right now or whatever. This might last a day or two or three. Who knows? Just do the steps. You know what you have to do. So just do it. Just so you can say that you did. You did your part. And then if you want to complain and bitch about it after, fine. But at least say that you check the boxes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, I mean, I'm living proof it's ten times out of ten. If you just check the damn boxes, you're going to be all right. Living proof. I, yeah. I love it. You're absolutely correct. And, and you know, one, people know this is coming. But one, one question I ask everybody in your space, and because I think the more diverse answers you get, the, the someone's going to resonate with, with one of these. But... Someone comes up to you and says, Calvin, you know what? I, I appreciate what you're doing. I love what you're saying, but I just don't have the time. I, I have this new job and I just, you know, my grandparents just moved into my house and I got the kids and we got soccer and, and you know, I, so many things they list. And they say, Calvin, I just don't have the time. How do you respond to that? Oh man, I, I try to give them some concrete examples because a lot of my clients started out like that. And and their moms or dads that got, you know, careers and they got kids, you know. But now why do they all of a sudden have the time? You know, it's it's just education. And once they learn that, okay, I actually can do maybe I can't go to the gym and do my workout, but I can do this. I can do this workout at home. Or one of my clients, Amy. She's at, uh, she went on a trip with her family to um, Disneyland or something like that. And so she's seen some of the stuff I'm posting up where um, I was going for my walk and I piggybacked Tabitha and I carried her around the block a bunch of times. I was like, hey, that counts as a workout. You know what I mean? So she piggybacked her son around Disney Disneyland. And then uh, I see her going up these big sets of stairs. I guess they got some big sets of stairs there. So I was like, well, there you go. See, you're figuring it out. You're getting some work in. Like, anybody can do it. Like, the other day I was on a, um, a ferry. And I was, actually, I was going to compete, I think, in a bodybuilding show. But that's besides the point. 
I was on a ferry and I was getting my workout done on the ferry by running up and down this one set of stairs on the on the ferry. <laughs> I was busting a crazy sweat going on the stairs while everybody else just chilling, having some food, taking a nap. I'm like, boom, I just did a full on workout on this set of stairs in here. <laughs> It's just making, making the, yeah, it could be done. Yeah. It's just making do of what you have. Yeah. Um, I love that because that thumbs it up right there. Make do with what you got. Yeah. So many people think they have to be in a a certain specific place or moment that it counts as a workout. No, you, you wake up, do a couple pushups, do some sit-ups, walk around the block, come back, you know, that's five, 10 minutes, whatever it is. When you get another five, 10 minutes, you know, you find some stairs, walk up, walk, do some air squats, things like that. Like end of the day, you're like, wow, I've got, I got 45 minutes in today. That, that I might, didn't that might think be the I correct ever response, had. man. Like what you said, when they start saying, I don't got time, maybe you need, we need to ask them like, well, how much time do you have? Cause yeah. how, maybe they think they need two or three hours and that's why they're saying, I don't have time. But if we are like, well, how much time do you have? We could find if we could find twenty minutes. I'm like, dude, I got a whole workout for you in twenty minutes. That's no problem. No you problem. Know? Yeah, I, I I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Cal, Calvin, this has been amazing. Please tell people how they can find out more about you or about your fitness programs online. Oh, absolutely. Look me up on Instagram at Calvin Tedesco. That's my first and last name on Instagram. I keep it super simple. I share a lot about my daily workouts, routines, you know, time I'm getting up in the morning, what workouts I'm doing, uh, stuff about my nutrition and stuff, and uh, all my mindset posts on there, workout posts. And then um, you can hit me up in the DMs and we can talk about workouts, programs, whatever. And uh, that's pretty much it. Cool. Well, I will have posts to or a link to Calvin's social on the show notes. Like I always say, you can pause right now if you want to so you don't forget and go hit those links and follow and subscribe to him. Calvin, this has been amazing. Uh, You know, on a a personal note, I just want to congratulate you on your success. And I know we hear so many stories of, of kids who grew up like you that did not end up with a positive end to their story. And I, I hope that so many kids that are going through what you went through can can hear this, can see this. If, if you know anybody who has a child or knows of a child that's going through something negative at home or whatever, and they're going down that path, please share Calvin's story. Go to his website. I think it's it, it's something that can motivate, inspire, and, and help us all to become more disciplined and positive human beings. So, Calvin, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, and I, I really appreciate you being here. Yo, thanks for having me, man. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.